Good morning. This is Dana Hornby, and you're listening to The Calling, where we explore the lives of people who've been called to various types of ministries in their churches and in their communities. Today, we're here with Reverend Lewis Davis, who is uh, Associate Pastor at Crossville First United Methodist Church. Crossville will worship on Sunday mornings at 8.30 and 11. You have a choice of services. And then starting on February 5th, their Wednesday night programming will begin again. You'll enjoy a delicious dinner at 5 o'clock with classes for all ages starting at 6 o'clock on Wednesday nights. We want to invite you to come enjoy and participate in the ministries happening at Crossville First United Methodist. Introducing you to local church and community leaders, The Calling. Lewis Davis, thank you for being on the show today. Well, I appreciate the invitation. This is great. I'm so glad you're here. Um, For our listeners, Lewis was one of my mentors as I came through the clergy process, and I just love this guy. He is the body of Christ walking around Middle Tennessee. And uh, Lewis, as I was thinking about your life and how you experience Christ, um, I I'm intrigued by what you must have been like as a little boy. So if you had, he's he's giggling. Yes. If you had to describe your life as a child in one word, how would you describe yourself? Wow, that's a great question. I'm, I guess the first word that comes to my mind is normal. Normal. And nothing out of the ordinary. You know, fun loving. Fun loving, you know, hopefully. <laughs> Um, had a great childhood and great upbringing. So um, now Lewis has a large family. You well, now have, do right. You yes. do. How many children do you have? We have seven girls. My wife and I. We um, sixteen to two. So. That's wonderful. <laughs> and when you were growing up, what was uh, your family like then? Well, it was my mom and dad and my brother and I. So it was just uh, just the four of us and. So it was a kind of a little different for sure. Are you the eldest? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So did you play tricks on your little brother growing up? Well, that was a neat thing because you know I would, uh, I learned you know I guess the and I saw that other points in life with friends stuff you know I would kick them under the table and then my brother of course would hit me out in front he would be the one getting in trouble. Yes. <laughs> and so they never saw the you know then they of course picked up on it but. Uh, it was pretty fun. Brothers. <laughs> That's right. Brothers. Such joy growing up. Yeah. What did you do as a kid? Did you play basketball or were you into sports or music? Well, it's a, I tell everybody that I was always picked first for basketball teams and football teams, um, especially just playing out in the yard or you know, in the schoolyard or something. But uh, that only happened once because then they saw how I played. <laughs> <laughs> but you're tall. Our well, I was tall. And, yeah. Uh, pretty pretty big for my age, and so uh, you know they just thought I naturally had the ability, which I absolutely do not. That's funny. Though. <laughs> so um, music became part of uh, you know I was in the choirs, and and I remember uh, growing up that I wanted to play the trumpet or trombone or I think even a tuba was on my list, uh, but I just got off of braces. Oh, and yeah. somebody told my mom, well, if he plays long enough, his teeth will. You know, uh, because of the blowing through the mouth and everything, uh, my teeth will go kind of crazy. So drums it was. <laughs> hey, drums. So, that's great. Do you still play drums? Well, not a whole lot. I, I was in the marching band, but didn't go much past high school on that. So, yeah. uh, Well, you're you're living in a house with all women. Yes. <laughs> Do you ever feel outnumbered? Um, Yeah, just about every day. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the hardest thing about living in a house with all women? Well, you know, it's... um. It's interesting because I I don't know what the hardest thing would be. Um, Do you ever get the bathroom? Well, I mean, when everybody goes to bed, you know, so. (laughs) (laughs) 
I have to great. wait my turn till midnight or so. Yeah, but. With seven girls, buddy. <laughs> yeah. You're just going to have to wait your turn. Exactly. So I guess that would probably be one of the hardest things. Just, uh, That's great. Get everybody in there and out. <laughs> um, I can't imagine being a daddy with all those beautiful girls. Oh, yes. How do you... Um, what would be your favorite part of being a daddy of all those beautiful, sweet little girls? There's this very special relationship mm-hmm. between a daddy and a little girl. Right. Um, <clears throat> I think, you know, especially especially when I come home, um, you know, even older ones still, they'll all kind of come running, you know. <laughs> Daddy's and da- home. Yeah, daddy, daddy, daddy. And so... Uh, you know, that's still pretty, you know, that that's just an amazing, even, even if I wasn't having the greatest day or, you know, just, uh, just down for some, you know, whatever reason, uh, you know, all of a sudden, at least in that moment, it, it's, uh, makes it all worth it for sure. Can keep going. <laughs> I think it's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, large families, family is so important. Oh yes, yes. And, um, all of your girls will always have at least one best friend in right. their sibling group. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's important. <laughs> it's very important. Well, uh, Lewis, we're interested in uh, your life and your calling. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll talk more about what uh, your experience was being called into ministry. All right. Sounds great. I'm Dana Hornby. You're listening to The Calling. We'll be back in a moment. I'm Dana Hornby. We're back with The Calling, and today our guest is Pastor Lewis Davis. He's the Associate Pastor at Crossville First United Methodist Church. They want to invite you to join them on Sunday mornings at 8.30 and 11. And starting February 5th, they'll begin with dinners on Wednesday night at 5 o'clock with classes for all ages, uh, starting after that at 6 o'clock. And, Lewis, we were hearing about your beautiful family, your sweet girls, and a little bit about how you grew up. How did you begin to feel a call into ministry? Well, that's definitely an, a question I think about a lot. You know, just for my own life, um, it's hard to it's hard to describe. You know exactly why or how, um, but uh, I, you know, because I, I grew up, and even today, you know, just definitely more. If if have to put a label, you know, definitely more introverted. Um, you know, I I. When I was growing up, I mean, even though I liked um, being, you know, having friends and everything, I just never imagined myself being up front and leading or speaking or anything like that. And so, um, but it, it was just amazing. It was, uh, I was walking through halls of high school one day um, and, well, the interesting story part is, you know, a girlfriend at the time, uh, she asked me, so, well, what's wrong with you today? You just seem seem off. And, and these words came out of my mouth. I, I don't even, I didn't realize we're in there. And the words were, I think God's calling me in the ministry. Uh, needless to say, she didn't stay my girlfriend very much longer. <laughs> but uh, but I, those words just were strange, you know, because I was like, wait a minute, why? Why me? Uh, and that night we had a revival at our church. And and again, the uh, the pastor spoke, and I don't remember what he spoke about, but I just remember being moved when he invited uh, to come forward. And, and my pastor knelt with me and says, what can I pray with you about? And those words came out again. I think God's calling me into ministry. And at the time, you know, uh, he asked an interesting question. He said, "What? well, what kind? I was like, what do you mean, what kind? I, <laughs> that was, was going to be my next question. Yeah, I was like, I thought it was just one. And so... <laughs> Uh, the obvious one to me at the time was music, uh, just because not that I was great at it, but I enjoyed it. And 
Um, so I didn't know because I thought, well, no, surely not preaching. Uh, but uh, to make a long story short, I I remember going to my my grandpa's final sermon of his second retirement. And so your grandpa was a pastor, right? Yes, he was a pastor, and um, and so and you know I I it wasn't because of that, but all of a sudden when towards the end of his sermon, I just felt this strong call on my or you know leading in my heart saying that's what I want you to do. And, uh, you know, and so that's when I kind of made the, made, you know, made the statement that wanted to, wanted to be a pastor and, you know, and so started going towards that. So <laughs> as a pastor, you have a lot of different hats that you wear. Mm-hmm. Is there one that you uh, think fits you better? Well, right now, uh, the role I feel um, at the, at the first Methodist there in Crossville is, you know, is for pastoral care. And so, um, you know, I I just love being with the the people, and you know, sometimes that be at a football game on on a Friday night, or you know, golf course during the day, or out in the woods somewhere with somebody, or um, you know, even uh, we've got several quilters, and they don't let me do anything, but at least I can sit with them. Oh, that's nice! <laughs> wow. Know? So it's like it, it's a it's a, that to me is fulfilling, uh, is when you get to be with the folks and and. You know, be a part of their life. So. Share the joys of life right. and be there to help them through the hard times. Right, and yeah, that's, uh, that's the amazing part is, you know, through it all. I mean, that's, that's kind of amazing. It is a holy honor to walk through those hard times mm. with someone. It's an opportunity for ministry, isn't it? Yes, very much so. Now, I'm interested in what's happening at Crossville First United Methodist Church. You're doing some life journals. Mm. Is that right? Well, I am. Yes, I'm sure some others are. I, there's not an organized effort right now. It's, it, it was more of a, a spiritual discipline, I guess, for me uh, to to kind of be a part of. Um, I've I've tried them, you know, from time to time. And so, what what would that entail? A life journal. Well, it's uh, it's Wayne Cadero. Um, I, I, he's out. Uh, my mind just went blank. Uh, but it's okay. LifeJournal.com. Um, uh, but he does that, and so you read through the Bible in a year. And uh, really, you read through the Old Testament once, New Testament twice. But every day is, you know, because I'll get, I'd get burned out if it's, you know, all, you know, just read as much as you can or all these chapters. But it's three or four chapters at the most a day. And um, the idea, uh, the acronym SOAP, the idea is you take a scripture. So you read those three chapters a day. You're praying for at least one scripture or just one verse to jump out at you that God is really speaking you to. And so you kind of write that down. What that, what is that verse? And then, then your observation, you know, what, what's going on in that passage. So you just write a few sentences about that. It's not, they don't have to be very long. You know, here's what's happening. Um, and then a is how do you apply it? How do you apply it to your life? And so again, it's not a long drawn out, you know, I uh, have to write it all out or anything, but, uh, but it's something that, that from that word, that one verse that, you know, how you can apply it to your life and then, and in prayer, uh, you know, write a prayer that, you know, just saying, well, help me to do this Lord in my life. Um, and, um, so, and then some have added to that and, uh, you know, you can write down something that, um, like somebody put soapy with a Y, um, uh, like, what do I have to yield in my life for this to happen? Oh, wow. And so it's uh, kind of interesting how. How it is, but it, it is a you know just a one one of the many disciplines or um, you know avenues if you you know wanting to get into the word. It's not very much every day, but um, so that's kind of what I've been trying to do, push myself for sure. 
When you talk about prayer, is prayer just talking to God? I think so, yeah. For me, it's just, you know, like we're having now, a conversation. So it's I, everybody can do it. Mm-hmm, yes, very much so. doesn't have to be a formal prayer. Right. No, it don't have to be a formal, pra- formal prayer. I think, um, you know, and I've been with folks that, you know, you got to get down on your knees and bow your head or, you know, there's certain ways they felt like you had to. But to me, I think, you know, God just, God desires that relationship with us. And so, you know, he'll, uh, I think he wants a conversation and. Even though he knows what's on our hearts, you know, that's the amazing thing. But he he still desires that, I think. And so you can pray, driving yeah, in the street, just, yeah, listen to the radio. I mean, there's what to call breath prayers, you know, just to thank Lord, you know, just, just something simple. You know, uh, I think we, we have a good tendency or maybe it's not a great tendency to make simple things hard. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so, you know. But it's easy just opening ourselves to that's God. That's right, right. Being in relationship. I'm Dana Hormy. You're listening to The Calling. We'll be back with more from Reverend Lewis Davis in a moment. You're listening to The Calling. I'm Dana Hornby, and we're back today with Reverend Lewis Davis, who's the associate pastor at Crossville First United Methodist Church. And Lewis would like to share a motivational moment with us. <laughs> well, one of the things that kind of been on my heart um, you know, when we're trying to relate to Scripture, or where is our where is our part in the story? Um, when you mentioned about me coming and you know maybe having a devotion thought, the uh, um, Luke fifteen kept coming to my mind. You know, the I guess what some might call the lost and found chapter, and um, in particular the story of what what's been co- been known as the prodigal son. Um, but you know, I as I said, I kind of I grew up in a what I would consider pretty normal, um, uh, well, normal for me, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary too much. Uh, you know, my mom and dad uh, worked as hard as they could and, uh, did the best they could for us. And, and, um, you know, I never, I would say on the most part, never strayed too far. <laughs> uh, none of us, I guess, strays too far, but anyway, um, uh, uh, but you know, I, I didn't ask my dad, you know, for, um, my share and and then go out into the world you know i just uh always did what you know good or bad i did what i thought was right i good did what i thought everyone else thought i should do sometimes you know in which that could be a whole nother segment i guess but uh um but i kept finding my place in the in the luke 15 story there with about the about the two sons there i've I've always found myself as the older and uh if you know that may not know that story, but, you know, the younger son squanders all his father's property and, and, you know, his, uh, his inheritance and on, uh, on the ways of the world and finally comes to himself and, and realizes he messed up and realized he, you know, wanted to come home and at the very least work as a hired servant because at least they got food and he was really hungry. And so they came back and he practiced a speech. I just love that, you know, and the father, uh, didn't even give him an opportunity to finish it. He was already loving on him. He's already putting the best stuff on him, the best jet, you know coat, and you know putting a ring on his finger and starting to throw this celebration party. And the one, you know, you think this is a great story. You know, I love stories that um, you know make you happy, make you sad, make you angry, cry, everything all in one. Um, and this was, I think, this is one of those stories. But uh, not everyone's, of course, happy in that reunion. Uh, the older brother out in the field 
really had a tough time, you know, with that because he's like, well, wait a minute, I've been here all along. I, I didn't do any of this stuff. And I've kind of found myself at times saying the same thing, you know, that, well, no, go on. I didn't go out in the world. I didn't do this or do that. And, um, you know, and I remember in college one time, you know, I, here I was a student pastor and uh, so many times we'd try to start a Bible study and it would go for maybe a little while. Wouldn't have a whole lot of people. You know, and this one guy in choir, uh, he he was he was a good friend, but uh, he he lived a different. Uh, uh, he was he was on the party scene, and uh, you know, almost every night it seemed like, definitely every weekend, you know. And then uh, doggone it, one week, one day he found Jesus, and his life totally changed. And uh, but where he was at, and you know, the kind of, just his personality. I don't know if his personality or just all of a sudden his of course his love for the Lord just how it changed his life all of a sudden he was able to get bible studies growing i mean and you know he started teaching and started witnessing and folks were coming to the lord there on the campus and these huge bible studies were taking place and i remember even being you know seeing this he he got together this huge revival on campus and it's just it was amazing and you know as as awesome as that is i i remember and this is i was so ashamed about it i was almost mad because i'm thinking well wait a minute you know, I've, I've done all this for you, Lord, and how's this guy, <laughs> you know, just uh, who was out in the world able to do this, you know, and and uh, there there's my spot. And so I just wanted to share, you know, where, where we're at in that story that we that we realize what is ours. And as we mentioned earlier about prayer, I mean, God desires that relationship with us. All all that he has is ours. We are a part of that. And and. um you know, that we just continue on living in that grace and being able to share that as much as we can and, um, you know, be joyful as, as other, part, other stories in that chapter talk about. Be joyful when, when one person's found, when one, you know, when one opportunity changes. And, you know, so it's a, it's a to me, it's a powerful story. It speaks, speaks uh, to a lot of folks for sure. So I pray that that might you know, maybe hopefully encourage someone to, someone along the way, my, wherever they're at in that, that story. And just knowing that ma- no matter what, we do have a uh, God who loves us so, so much. So that's, uh, I think that's what's been on my heart here. <laughs> Thank you. You're listening to The Calling. We'll be back in a moment. I'm Dana Hornby, and you're listening to The Calling. We're back today with Reverend Lewis Davis from Crossville First United Methodist Church. And, Lewis, this is my favorite part of the show because we get to just chatter about some fun uh, questions, some fun topics. I get to ask you all these crazy questions, and and you have to answer them. So That makes me a little nervous, but yeah. go <laughs> You do get a, a piece of grace. You get one free pass, or you can plead the fifth, okay. whichever you want to do. But um, let's see. Okay, Pastor Lewis, if you're going to eat fast food, what would be your favorite uh, go-to, mm-hmm. uh, maybe to-go order at, your re- at the restaurant you would choose? Well, sometimes I just get a hankering for Taco Bell. Mm. What <laughs> do you like at Taco Bell? Well, they those uh, five dollar, six dollar boxes that they uh-huh. have. That, yeah, but it's always the hardest thing to eat in a van, you know, van or car that uh, if you're going somewhere. So, I guess the simplest thing is you know get a burger and let's go. You know, yeah, Taco yeah. Bell's. But uh, so at Taco Bell, you like a regular taco or a Taco Supreme? Oh my goodness, yeah, probably a diff- can't hardly beat the regular tacos, but. 
Uh, kind of good stuff. <laughs> we just got a Taco Bell in Monterey, man. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're moving up there. I'll tell you. Mama needs some nachos <laughs> bel grande. It's great. So, and for some reason, I've got hooked on that. Uh, it's not probably the greatest thing talking about the church, but Diablo sauce. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, well, if you got a little it. congestion, the That's Diablo right. sauce is like, it's better than Vic Sav. Clear you out. Yes. <laughs> 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 Absolutely, absolutely. What are the girls like when you've got a van full of girls and you're going through Taco Bell? What do they want? Well, you know, um, sometimes we go, you know, what what's easiest, and so uh, you know, party pack or two, right. <laughs> almost two this party packs. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we you know we we'll have to get some that are burritos, some soft tacos, some hard tacos, and right. You know, so it makes that's it pretty fun. easy to just pass it out. That's yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> that's fun. Okay, let's see, Lewis. Um. Tell me what you think the difference is between being wise and being uh, well-learned, informed. Right. I think there's definitely a, um, you're talking about like common sense versus books. Yeah, wisdom, wisdom. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, there's a, Definitely a lot to say about both. I don't want to take the middle road <laughs> on that, um, you know, but uh, I've always tried to push myself trying to learn, even though I may not be the greatest student ever, but I've always enjoyed it, you know, but uh, I can see, you know, there's definitely times where it's just, you don't really, it's just, I don't want to say just common sense, but I guess it is, you know, this uh, on certain things that, you know, I try, try to do or, you know, it's like, I know that's not smart to do or you know, I, maybe I can figure this out, you know, whatever problem it is. And um, so I, I don't know. I'm sure that didn't answer it very well. But What's the last thing you did that wasn't smart to do? Oh, my goodness. I may have to pass on that one. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to take the fifth on that one? Well, you know, it's uh, – I, I generally try to – I generally believe, I, you know, that I can – you know, well, just every now and then just something will come out that I probably shouldn't, you know um, – Maybe just getting upset at somebody that, you know, and try not to show it. But, you know, someone say, well, what's wrong with you? You know, and, mm, a sharp word. Yeah, I try not to. Yeah, I try not to go too crazy sometimes. But it's like it does does happen when it's just, you know, just get aggravated. And sure. So, oh, allow that to everybody. come out. Yeah. You know. It's just being human, I think, <laughs> right, right? Right. What do you think about when you're alone in your car? Well, um. I think sometimes, you know, definitely just, just what about the scenery, you know, whatever was going on. Um, I think sometimes I get caught up uh, just thinking about, you know, um, maybe a situation that I had. Like, that's probably uh, definitely a fault of mine where I might think too too heavily on something I've done or said that like, okay, I probably just need to let that go. <laughs> overthinking? Know, overthinking very much. It's so. one of the things I do best, man. Exactly. So <laughs> it's like, hope oh, don't take that away from me. But yeah. Uh, um, you know, and the bad thing is, I'll have conversations with folks in my mind that I'll <laughs> that you would never have. That I would never have, right? And so, uh, you know, and I would love to say, and I probably should have been, hopefully, should have been one of my first is, you know, to pray. You know, just like as we were talking earlier, just have that conversation. But yeah, I'm gonna. That probably wasn't the first thing I said. So. You know, I can always think of the best comeback, like five minutes after the conversation. Oh, exactly. Right. My brain's just not that quick yeah. though during the actual conversation. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Okay, if you could have an unlimited supply of one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, wow. 
Well, I, I guess they're probably, I don't know. Huh. I mean, I would say, you know, what money wouldn't money be nice? You know, we wouldn't have to worry about it or family be taken care of. We'd be able to help others. Um, you know, of course, I don't know about, I don't know if time's a great answer either. That's a big, <laughs> so that's that's a, a big one, though. That's a conundrum, isn't that's it? That's right. Yeah. So that's a great, great thought-provoking question right there. <laughs> okay, last question. Uh-oh. What is your most used emoji? Well, I would think, um, I, well, probably the, you know, I don't, I don't probably don't use a whole lot of them, but, uh. Uh, the one with the two hearts and eyes, you know, send to the girls or something, or definitely the praying hands one, you know, and, uh, you know, so sometimes we'll, you know, I got a group on my phone called my girls and it goes, to the girls that have our, you know, that has a iPod or something, or, you know, that can get the iMessage and then of course my wife. And so we'll sometimes get in and send in different emojis. And so it's usually the one with the or the one blowing a kiss or something, you know, so. That's sweet. Yeah. yeah. Your girls. I well, love that. Yeah. They're amazing. They're a blessing for sure. That's awesome. Say hello to your girls before we close the show. All right. Well, I just wanted to say hi to um, what we call the A-team. Uh, Abigail, Anna, Eliza, Adeline, Olivia, Amelia, and Ansley. Beautiful. And so they're. they're and their sweet mama Mary. And their sweet mama Mary. That's right. So uh, they're all such a. Huge blessing and, you know, a big part of, um, you know, probably the next time I come, I probably just need to talk about them, too, because, um, <laughs> uh, you know, it, I can't I can't imagine me doing what I'm doing without them and their faith and their service and their talents. And so it's uh, it's definitely a team effort. They are the A-team. <laughs> That's right. The A-team. <laughs> I'm Dana Hornby. You've been listening to The Calling with our guest this week, the Reverend Lewis Davis from Crossville, First United Methodist Church, and we want to remind you to join them on Sundays at 8.30 and 11, and then on Wednesdays beginning February 5th at 5 o'clock for dinner and 6 o'clock for uh, activities and programs. Thank you, Lewis, for joining me and discussing your years in ministry as you follow your calling. Each week we will introduce you to members of the community who have followed their call to serve. I'm Dana Hornby. And this has been The Calling.